Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole BC, and you, you have know everything. everything. I am going to walk the walk in this episode because when I've tackled this one before, I think we're coming up on like, you know, season three over a hundred episodes now. Thank you. Cause I would not be here without you. I'm doing this all for you. So, uh, you being here gives me the opportunity to continue to create and create my way, which is definitely a little bit messy. Let's be real. And it's interesting because so often I get reflected back like, oh, you're so organized and you're so productive. Y'all, if you lift it up under the hood, (laughs) you would be shocked. It's like 18 hamsters on 18 different wheels, all running in different directions, strung the fuck out on all sorts of fun substances. Just kidding. That analogy got away from me. The point being, I'm going to be messy AF in this episode because you're listening. You're here. These episodes have all been wildly unprofessional. If you compare me to any other podcaster, whether it's on video or in audio, I think you'll see some pretty stark differences. But I feel like that's reflective of me, of my style, which is generally a lot of let's fucking go. And a bit, I see a problem, I'm going to solve it, with a lot of ADHD AF sprinkled on top just to keep it interesting, right? If I had waited to edit and produce and illuminate and equip these pieces of art with all of the latest bells and whistles, you would never have gotten to experience them. And I would not be getting better, which... I'd like to think that I am, especially this most recent iteration. And so is the rest of my team and and doing all of the things that we do to make these episodes possible. We are all getting better. So what I'm going to talk about today, and this is for the all the ideas but never take action, the constantly changing my mind and feeling bad about it, the paralysis by analysis, the person who never hits publish, send, (laughs) uh, or delivers. If you feel like you haven't even stepped into your most creative self and you're not doing your best creative work, so then you're really not even taking the first step, this one is for you. The perfectionist. Oh, I said it. And, you know, I found myself so avoidant of that energy. I was also hitting send and print and publish on things that were so far from perfect, they were actually bad. There is a happy medium, my friend, and that's what we're going to play with today. So let's get really honest and talk about the only reason you haven't succeeded, bought the house, married the partner, committed 100% or outpaced whomever the fuck it is that you're comparing yourself to. It's complicated, right? No. Nope. It's actually really simple. If I hurt your feelings, yeah, you yelling at me right now, please. Please do me a solid and do yourself a favor and keep listening because this might just be the episode you need to hear or share it with somebody who is now yelling at you. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Because you're that someone, my friends. Sorry, not sorry. So by the end of this video, I hope that you understand that you always have a very simple choice of doing 
or printing or sending or publishing or delivering or giving or whatever it is that brings this thing that's been spinning around in your brain hole out into the ether, into the real world. And knowing that if you are purposefully building, and we'll get into what I mean by that, you cannot fuck it up. Sure, you're going to make mistakes, but will those be definitive game enders, deal breakers? And let me ask you a question, and I want you to ponder this deeply and repeatedly, well beyond this particular episode. What if I guaranteed you success? What would you do next? You may think success is complicated. You may think business is complicated. The project, the piece, the idea demands a level of complexity that feels so much so you don't even get started. But here's the thing. They, the man, the patriarchy, the system, your boss, you, whatever the voices you've got in your head, they want you to think it's complicated because then you externalize your power. You give away your choice. You pay the expert, you keep the job, you continue the polyamorous relationship to everything and you never really see it through. You never have to blame yourself because it's always their fault, its fault, the fault of something that, again, is external to yourself. If you talk to, or if you imagined having the conversation with anyone that you look up to, and especially those that you compare yourselves to, I can guarantee you as well, they felt like this. So how did they overcome it? How are you going to recognize this obstacle and just simply sidestep and tippy-toe your way around it? My point being is that we are going to share some strategies to send it, ship it, save it, or simply relish it. Because if you're not enjoying the struggle, my friends, how will you enjoy the success? If you're a sadist and you love pain, go hang out with my dad. <laughs> That's not the experience I am certainly trying to cultivate. So I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to tell you to push harder and go faster and stay up later and outperform everybody else at whatever expense. If you're interested in some sustainable ideas, potentials, parables for success, let's talk about it. Because ultimately, when we get caught up in the complexities of things, it's our self-doubt, it's our self-critic, it's our fear of judgment. Maybe you label it as imposter syndrome. Any of these excuses or fears or simple beliefs just keep you from doing the damn thing. What if I also guarantee you, you will fail? That's okay. We should normalize this, right? Like we should almost expect this. Like the sooner we get that first failure out of the way, then we can start to iterate and improve. That's how success becomes inevitable is we simply know this is one small step on a very long, very powerful journey that you're on, my friend. So let me be the first to tell you success is simpler than you expected. And business is too. I was imagining sipping a warm cup of coffee. Maybe I'm sitting with you at a cafe. We're reading our productivity books, our entrepreneurial experiences, sighing wistfully as we imagine building the dream. And these books are hundreds of pages with case studies and personal anecdotes. Some of them even have some research they refer back to that simply overcomplicate 
the question, what do I need to do next to succeed? And then my question for you becomes, why are you sitting at this lovely cafe reading a dang book? If it's anything other than your scheduled pause and reset and inspirational moment, my friend put down the book, stop watching the video. (laughs) Just do the damn thing, right? And I've read all the books. Believe me, they're brilliant. And the authors have been through a bunch. I summarize most of them in the Quantum Business Book Club. But I am very aware that reading is my distraction. Reading is the thing that's keeping me from actually doing whatever it is that I need to do next in order to create my own success and future and dreams. So to get out of the surviving and into the thriving, I think what we need to do, as Simon Sinek famously put, is figure out your why. But here's the thing. So many people are like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my why is. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I really want to do. Overcomplicating it. It doesn't matter what you do. Why are you doing what you're doing in this moment? Why are you watching this? Why are you listening? How does this connect to your greater purpose? And I'm sure you guys have all heard the story of the bricklayers. So this is a a parable, if you will, uh, an allegory. It dates back to the 1600s when most of London burnt down. And a supposedly architect, Christopher Wren, Wren, was uh, rebuilding the cathedral. And he saw three bricklayers on the scaffold and he asked each of them. One was crouched, one was half standing, the other was standing very upright, very proud. And they were all working very hard and very fast. And he said, what are you guys doing? And the first bricklayer replied, well, I'm a bricklayer. I work hard laying bricks to feed my family. The second, who was standing crouched over, but upright, said, I'm a builder. I'm building a wall. The third bricklayer, the most productive of the three said, I am a cathedral builder. And I am building a great cathedral to the Almighty. The key in business and success and simplicity is just simply finding that sweet spot in your current activity. You know, so often we're trying to create all this shit so that we can get dot, dot, dot. But I guarantee you there is a thread of that in this moment. If you're seeking security and safety and freedom that you believe comes to you with money, What about right now? Can you feel safe and secure, maybe even free in this moment? If you're seeking love and reciprocity and validation, can you give yourself some love and reciprocity and validation right now? This is how we start to internalize this experience and make it really dang simple. So, and and when I say it's simple, I, I don't just mean that the whole concept or this problem that needs to be solved like comes with a, a singular solution and there's one right way. For you, my friend, in this moment, there is, but that's going to shift, that's going to change. This is where the complexity kind of starts to lie, uh, to, to actually layer on layer, right? Like it can be very, very complex because the variables are numerous and unpredictable and uncertain and our ego just constantly wants to know what's going to happen next and exactly when and how and blah, 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 right? That's, that is where we externalize all of this crap. That's everything that's going on in your monkey mind and your brain hole that is actually distracting you from this moment right now where you get to be present and you get to find whatever it is that you're actually seeking. Start there and then create. 
But in business and in life, we can often get distracted by the bells and whistles and not just all those crazy thoughts and realities in which we're all trying to deal, but like the bells and whistles in terms of like the shiny, sparkly squirrels where we're looking for tools and um, habits and hacks and software and tech and clothing and cars and vehicles, both literally and figuratively to get us to where we're going faster. And I, I am raising both hands and all 10 toes here because you know me, I am obsessed with tech and web three and systems and structures. And, and believe me, I love the bells and whistles and I'm the first to get distracted by something sparkly or a squirrel sprinting by. Uh, if we don't have that simplicity solidified in this moment and where we're going, none of the bells and whistles are going to help. And in fact, they will just overcomplicate and distract. Business at its core is about solving problems. You are approaching and engaging in your day-to-day because you want something. You have a need and you want to fulfill it. So when we make it more complex than that, we, we like lose ourselves. That's, I think, where we start to forget what presence even is. Um, I've used this example a lot because I think, firstly, it was profound, but secondly, it's, it's, uh, it's offered up regularly. But in talking about finding the joy in the moment and talking about finding peace and security and presence, someone shared with me, but you know, not everybody has that agency and that privilege in their life. And I asked, had they never felt the sun on their skin? Had they never marveled at the magic of simply taking a breath? The thing that their body cannot survive without for more than three minutes, but yet they do it automatically without awareness. And it fuels this miracle of a system that is so complex. We can't even, we don't even understand it. Even with all of the science and all of the expertise and all of the money, we still don't know exactly understand how all of this works right? Like we can appreciate the miracle in the moment, but it's probably not what we were expecting. Like it's not just like millions of dollars falling out of the sky on top of us. It's, it's a lot more simple than that. Right. Uh, you know, I was thinking about some like different analogies to bring to you. And one of my clients was talking about creating this new way of reporting so that they could get eyes across of what every facility was completing in each day, what each employee was doing, what leadership was doing. And so they wanted to create this new way of reporting. And I was really excited about that. I think that was going to give them the information that they were looking for. Like the simple question, the simple need, the problem to be solved is how do I know that everybody is working? Uh, to the best of their abilities? How do I know that everything is also getting done to the best of its needs, situational demands? Sure. Overcomplicating easy. And so we wanted to create this level of transparency, but I had to ask, is this happening now? Like, do you think everything's getting done? She's like, absolutely not. And I was like, okay, well, before we use some type of tech or software or app, to create these robust systems, why not just get everybody moving towards like a simple checklist? It can look like a Google Doc or a spreadsheet or maybe a survey monkey that gets sent out at the end of every day. Did these five things get done? Yes or no? 
let's scale it back. Let's go three. And we scaled it back because it took her six weeks to just even figure out what those five questions were. Then it's like, did the floors get sweeped? Did all of the emails get replied to? Like if there were three things that you don't think your business could survive with, if they didn't happen that day, what would it be? So let's implement that habit, that strategy, that way of thinking and working before we even get to the bells and whistles of the tech. The tech will not solve your problem. It will simply make bringing the solution to many people a little bit more efficient. But then there's going to be its own complexities of teaching people how to use this new system. And so, blah, 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 blah. so before you get too lost in the weeds, my question is, is, can you remember where you were going in the first place? Focus on just getting it done before you're automating it and tracking it and compiling it and analyzing it. Like, just get the dang thing done. And in this world that glorifies flawlessness, where you feel like it's not just about getting it done, but it's getting it done perfectly and doing it in a manner that is, is so demonstrable to everybody else, it becomes this complex activity. Just find the simple, imperfect, beautiful way of getting it done right now. Because there is no such thing as perfection. We know that. We really do. But what's happening when you're analyzing all of the different possibilities, when you're looking at all of the different ways of doing things, again, when you are continually externalizing what ultimately might just be your way of doing it, which is the best way for you to do it. We're overcomplicating it to make it more challenging to prove something to ourselves that doesn't even exist. <laughs> So yeah, get back to just simply the task at hand and enjoying it. And I'm really curious, how does this land for you? I don't think, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about this and bring this angle to it is this doesn't feel like the way everybody else talks about perfection or even imposter syndrome. And I'll point you to another episode where I talk a lot about that. But what I will say is the frequency feels very similar. The energy can feel similar. And the last episode I did was on, or I did a recent episode on procrastination, like Ultimately, there, are, there is a feeling we can tune into, and it's going to show up a little bit differently for each person who listens to this. But recognizing there's a reason you're not doing the damn thing. What is it? And then the next question needs to be, am I overcomplicating this? Am I striving for something I know doesn't exist? Perfectionism. Do I feel like I don't deserve this or I don't do it as well as other people? Am I continuing to look outside of myself? That's that paralysis by analysis, imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, right? And what I offer in those moments, and I am, again, all, 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 both of my hands and all 10 toes raised, I give myself a moment. You know, you can, you can worry about this shit for the next 15, 20 minutes or during your workout, or you can research this for a week. And then we need to move the fuck on and actually create an action plan and engage. A question that might be useful for you when you find yourself spinning out and overcomplicating and looking for a reason and creating a plan and productivity and metrics blah, 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 is, uh, am I willing to try? Am I willing to just take one step? I don't have to commit to this for the rest of my life or even the rest of the day. I don't know. I don't even need to know how to do it or what I'm particularly doing. Am I willing to just do one thing? Am I willing to experiment? Am I willing to challenge that narrative that's going on in my head that says I'm not enough or I don't know how or this doesn't feel right or whatever it might be. Not like I realized I just contradicted myself when I said does this does this this doesn't feel right. 
this is what I mean when I say like tune into this present moment and really figure out how this feels. Because if you're doing something new, aka challenging, it's not going to feel right. That's different than it feeling dangerous, scary, threatening, etc. Like, am I safe right now? Okay. Am I willing to at least write out the social media post? I'm not saying I have to publish it, but let's just practice getting it done and, and ready and out there. Maybe I do hit publish it, but I have full permission to delete it in 15 minutes if I get a bad comment or a bad reaction to it. Like, recognize that in order to do something new, to simplify it, to take action, it's going to feel uncomfortable. That's different than it feeling threatening bad in that way that's like unhealthy, right? It's funny because my next, the next thing on my note says it's, it's trite as fuck, but be real. Because when is the last time you went somewhere new? You did something in a different way. You went without a map or a schedule or a preconceived notion of how things should end up. When you allow yourself the freedom to make mistakes, just like I am in this episode, you might not even realize I'm making mistakes, but (laughs) I am acutely aware of all of them. And yet here we are. Success isn't about hitting the bullseye every single time. It's about the resilience to keep pushing forward. Even when you stumble, like we set a target. If you've worked with me, you've heard me say a million times, we've set a target to see if we hit it. It's not about hitting the target. Did we overshoot it? Did we not even get there? Did we hit like a little bit off center? So do we need to angle it? Like what can we adjust about the target? Maybe it was too easy. If you hit the target dead center, first time you tried to hit it, it was too close, my friend. It was too easy. That's just as much of a mistake and a failure as missing it altogether. Everything you have ever done and been through has led you to this moment. So even if you feel like you're flailing, you're failing, you're falling, you're fucking it all up, what if that was by design? What if with that recognition, because when we're in that level one, two, we truly are actually fucking it all. You don't have the awareness around it. You're in straight survival mode. It is fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. There's no like, oh, I wonder if um, some success solution would be appropriate in this moment. No, like you're like, I need to get this over with and out of here immediately. If you're reflecting on what could I be doing differently, you've got some capacity there, right? You've got some space. And if you were looking to blame yourself or blame something else, I, I would encourage you to ask, okay, well, instead of, (laughs) instead of blame, shame, regret, resentment, retribution, what if this is exactly what's meant to happen? What if this is always a multiple choice test? And if I only see true, false, right, wrong, good, bad, better, worse, I just need to like flip the page and look at the next question. Just skip this one for the now. And I was thinking about this, like the skip this one for the now idea and this concept of like prolific patience. Yeah, I know I'm obsessed with alliterations, whatever, but really it's like what you're doing is saying to the universe, I have an idea. I'm going to step it out until I feel like I'm at a dead end. And then I'm going to have another idea because I am a creative person who is solution oriented, who realizes it's as simple as that. I have an idea, I give it a go, it may or may not land, and then I try it again. You're saying that 
you're going to have a million ideas and you know, they're not all going to land. They're not all going to hit. They're not all going to be amazing. That's not the freaking point. Like I uh, was working with a, a world renowned artist in this amazing workshop that they had created. And he was talking about his radio hits. He is a songwriter. He's also a performer. I mean, he's also a business owner. He's a philanthropist. He's an environmentalist. He's a husband. He's a father. He, you know, he's a million different things. He's a teacher. And he was saying like the music he makes for himself, the art he creates for himself, also a visual artist, sculptor, painter, writer, poet. The art he makes for him is just for him. He knows the products he is creating for his buyers, AKA the songs he's writing for his audience that are going to hit, that are going to get on the radio, that are going to be viral sensations. He knows that. He knows he's going to have a million ideas. His only job is to keep having ideas and to play and have fun because it's in that space. He gets more ideas. And so this prolific patience of like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to be patient with myself and not put this perspective or this expectation of perfection on everything that I'm doing and creating. That is how you get into this prolific state of like, bam, boom, bang, bada boom. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's how you get to, to date this creative muse, right? And she's, she just keeps coming back for more because you recognize you have an endless amount to get. And it is in the imperfections, it is in the experimentation that you're unique, truly special, disruptive, never been seen before. The thing that might be your one hit wonder, like that's where they come from is in this mess, in this discovery space, in this willingness to play. So the simplicity, the progress, the production the perfection shows up when you just do the damn thing, when you just take the next best step, whatever the fuck it might be. So if you're anything like me, it might not be the perfectionism or the imposter syndrome or the, I mean, I, I definitely, I suffered from analysis by paralysis. I don't any longer because I give myself those limits. But what I've become very acutely aware of is my performative pressure. The way that I might show up for others rather than the way I would authentically show up in my own power, right? Like really knowing like, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for you? So I made an episode, again, this is an oldie but a goodie, but it was actually one of the most popular episodes that I've done called Dance Monkey Dance. And it's again about the performative nature of our work and absolutely of like our production in terms of what we're producing, our products, our services, um, our relationships, but maybe, maybe it really is just all about imposter syndrome and perfectionism for you. So I encourage you to check out the episode by Amy Cuddy, the episode by Amy Cuddy. The episode is by me. The book is the quant in the Quantum Business Book Club is Presence by Amy Cuddy. Uh, if you want to, you can also just skip to that particular TED Talk, uh, but I digress. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you know what to do. Like, comment, share. That's how I get the love. Um, I would love to know what you thought about this. And... I guess that's enough of me asking you to do shit for me. I probably have a bunch of cool stuff happening. Go to NicoleBZ.com. Find me on all of the socials at the BZ channel. That's all I got. <laughs>